Hi, and welcome to Where the White Coats Come Off podcast. We are Katie and Beth, PAs and doctors of medical science who are here to help you get accepted into PA school, get through PA school, and then have a thriving career as a PA. So if you are a pre-PA, a PA student, or a physician assistant, then you are in the right place. We are so happy you are here and so excited for your future. Before we get started, here's a few housekeeping items. First, we want to tell you about something we are doing that we have never done before and that we know is going to be so incredibly valuable to you. We have an application to acceptance course that shows you exactly how to create your most competitive application, and it's a game changer for helping you get into PA school. But here's what we are doing. When you sign up for our application to acceptance course, we are going to go through every single piece with you every week. So not only do you get the course, but you get us every week to help you personally create your strongest CASPA application. We help you get your personal statement done and make sure it's epic, help create your strongest CASPA experience descriptions and everything in between so that you are ready to submit when CASPA opens and not just submit, but submit with confidence and your most competitive application so you can land interviews. Let's get you into PA school. Sign up in the show notes. Now on to today's episode. John, thank you so much for coming on to the show to visit with us and talk with us today. We're so happy you're here. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. So to get started, can you tell us a little bit about your background and why you want to be a PA and how you got to this point? Yeah, so my name is John. I'm currently a pre-PA. I'm my second cycle this year. I'm currently working as a medical assistant seven days a week for the past year and a half. And the reason why I want to become a PA because ever since... 2017, when I first shot out my PA in the ER, I was very ecstatic and enthusiastic to be learning as a PA what it involves, the multiple lateral mobility. And, you know, as an MA, I can only do so much with patients, but as a provider, I want to be there every step of the way and be at the finish line with the patients. Yeah, that's really awesome. We have a lot of students that come through that are MAs and uh, they work in different areas. So where exactly do you work as an MA? And can you give the listeners an idea about what you do on a daily basis and how it's kind of helping you prepare for PA school? Yeah, so I currently work in an internal medicine office during the week and then urgent care on the weekends. So it's the same practice on the weekends for our patients who currently need to see someone urgently. We have a walk-in clinic that's open on Saturdays and Sundays. And what I currently do as an MA is I pretty much triage, do vitals, do phlebotomy, do spirometry tests, EKG, holter monitor, prescriptions, prior authorizations, medication refill requests, uh, vaccinations, injections. There's like a list to go down, but that's off the top of my head. That is incredible experience. And seven days a week, did you say? Yeah, so I was working like about two years ago when I was almost done in my undergrad. I was working part-time two jobs because I was working one as a part-time and on the weekends as an urgent care. And then after I finished my bachelor's degree and received my degree, then I started, you know, just getting more involved as an MA and getting learning as much as I can throughout my journey. And seven days a week, I just love what I do and, you know, giving back to the community, helping my patients out and getting the experience in medicine. That truly shows your passion and dedication to the field. That's amazing. So you're really hustling. And we know that you have received some interviews. Congratulations. It takes so much work to get to this point. What has surprised you the most about PA school interviews? One kind of guy I get used to is the Zoom interviews. It's something it's, you know, it's a different vibe and feeling because one, 
you know, in person, I would assume you get the vibe of the school, the faculty in person, you just have like a better feeling zoom. It's just, you know, you see the interview one-on-one, -on -one, but you know, it's a different, different adjustment, just not, not too bad of adjustment, but you know, everyone has their preference in person. I'm kind of like old fashioned, always like in-person classes and, you know, things, you know, face-to-face, you know, -face, both COVID, you know, things have to change and we just have to adapt. Yeah, we can totally understand that. It has been a hard adaption and things like that. And for the faculty as well, because we're the same way. We really love to get to know the students, really want to like be able to meet you, look at, you know, look in your eyes, even if we can't shake hands and those type of things these days. We want to get to meet you and we want to show off our school as well. And so we totally understand the feeling there. Now, have most of your interviews or have all of them be via Zoom or do you have any in person right now? So right now they've just been in Zoom. I know there's another school that offers in person, which is nice. So hopefully I get to have that one in person too. But for the most part, um, Zoom. Okay. And have they been? Do you know like traditional type interviews? Have they been group interviews? Have they been MMI? Or do you have a mix of everything that you've experienced? So far, I've been just getting um, like group interviews. Um, some of them are like a student panel, so a faculty member and a first year PA student. And then it could be a group of four faculty and a dean and myself. So it's kind of got like a mix. Awesome. Well, we really wish you well on those and we're so excited and we hope to get back to the place where we can always do in-person interviews. But I think you, you students, your pre-PA students are so great at pivoting and just kind of doing what needs to be done. And just your background just shows, again, your passion, your drive for doing this. And so um, we just wish you the best of luck with that. Thank you. Appreciate it. So you are the pre-PA guru on getting shadowing experiences, and you've created a system on how to obtain shadowing experiences as a pre-PA. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Because it has been so hard. That's one of their biggest struggles is to get shadowing, especially during COVID. Right, right. Absolutely. So back in 2017, I first kind of get the gist of what the PA world involves when I joined the pre-PA club in my local university. And PA was talking about her background, where does she got her education, what does she do now in the emergency field, emergency medicine. And that next night, I emailed her and I said, you know, I was very interested in learning about you and what do you involve and things like that. And, you know, next week, the following week, I was able to shadow her in the ER. And then after that, my doors just opened. And from one person to another person, you know, it's like a domino effect. Once you get in the field of medicine, you become good colleagues and friends. And they may know of another PA who shadows a different specialty. And once I get involved in that, then I started, you know, exploring through maybe Facebook groups to learning through social media, messaging, emailing them, LinkedIn, and especially with COVID. Now there's like video shadowing and telemedicine that there's out there. I'm not sure if, you know, if the admissions committee, you know, accept that, which I assume they do, but I know they majority encourage them to be in person. So that's also a struggle for you know, pre-PAs to find in-person shadowing, especially with COVID. Yeah, and another yeah. method that you talked about using was volunteering, which we thought was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So when I volunteer at my local hospital, that's how I first I met the doctor, the MDs, the DOs, the residents, the nurses. They're all very nice and very um, empathetic and what I liked was I came across this you know it was like maybe around 11 at night because I was volunteering in the ER and I saw you know three initials after the last name PAC 
So I was very curious because my at that time, I only know about doctors and then nurse practitioners. I never knew about PAs. So then I asked her, oh, what is your what is your job role here? What do you do? And after she told me, I just late night, I looked it up on Google. And then I was like, oh, wow, I never knew about this field. And then eventually, uh, the more days, you know, I started working, volunteering, then I started able to figure out the days that, you know, she allowed me to shadow. And I was able to shadow through the emergency field, you know, with her. Yeah, so this is some really, really great advice for our listeners, because we give a lot of students who DM us saying like, hey, we don't know how to find shadowing. And John, like you're a man of action. So you're the, someone who reaches out, you, you volunteer, you're kind of thinking outside the box of how to get all these shadowing hours and how to get these things done. Uh, it's the same thing. It's kind of in medicine. You know, if you don't have the right answer, you sort of think outside the box and then you maybe go another way and take another route. So I just love the way that your mind thinks. You're like, hey, I'm going to start reaching out. Well, let me start volunteering and then let me get the PAs I do know and see if they know any more PAs and if they know any PAs and LinkedIn and Facebook. So you're using all this, this these tools that we have. And I just love the way that, again, you like you're in action. So because PAs have to be doers. You can't be passive. You have to be really active in your, your reach and your desire for PA school. And so I just really think that the way you're going about it really shows your passion and drive because you're not letting anything stop you. When you get to a roadblock, you're taking a turn, you know, you're going over, you're tunneling under. And that's exactly what I hope our listeners are getting from this, that sometimes it can be a little hard to, to get these things done but take your advice and just reach out volunteer do all these great things so one question too we get always get asked is what do we think the benefit of shadowing is and we think shadowing a pa is really really fantastic so what are some things that you kind of learned while shadowing a pa and what do you think are the benefits of shadowing before pa school yeah so definitely so a lot of good stuff i always learned from shadowing especially the different specialties i i was able to have the opportunity to go in Definitely know the roles. Um, everyone thinks, you know, it's, you know, very easy and it's very flexible, but, you know, getting behind the scenes, um, besides the patient interaction, you know, there's always the patient education, you know, the treatment, diagnosis, learning what else they do, you know, reading charts, you know, images, laboratory results, and just knowing the flow of how like an eight to five shift it is, be able to experience that in person definitely keeps your eyes open and say, you know what, this is for me, or you know what, this is not for me. So that way you have a good idea of what it involves with, especially when you're like, for my instance, myself, when I shadow, I always brought like a this handheld little notebook and I would just write down each inpatient encounter. Like I would just write number one, number two, number three for ample purposes. And then just write down what are we treating today, what's the first line of defense and treatment wise. And then I would just ask questions during lunch break or at the end of the day or in between patients and getting more involved and being a little bit more involved as a pre-PA. And for me, I think of it like almost like clinical rotations, like a second year, that's how I look at it. But you're just shattering, so you're just learning behind the scenes, you know, being like the, the PA shadow. So what I always love to be involved in, I always create like the next day, I would just create like questions and ask later on that past previous day I shadow or look up procedures like um, an open heart surgery or C-section. I write down like the list of steps, like each like step would involve from from opening the the C-section to close making the last stitch. So from head to toe. So I would kind of follow along, even though it won't be the exact steps. But at least I got the gist and idea and that I know what kind of tools they're using, what layer of the anatomy they're cutting into, things like that. So it's very, PA is very like that a lot because you're very involved and you're very active and you don't want to be that pre-PA in a corner and not saying anything and just with your head down. That's something that they don't encourage. 
you are setting yourself up for like epic success as a clinical student. <laughs> Thank you. So there is a right way and a wrong way to reach out to PAs to shadow. What are some mistakes and tips you have for reaching out to PAs to obtain shadowing hours? Before we get to the rest of John's awesome tips to get shadowing hours, we wanted to jump in and make sure you go to the show notes and download our PA school blueprint. This download will keep all of your PA school application information organized and in one place so you are ready to copy paste when you apply. Make your life thousands of times easier with this free download. Get it in the show notes. Now back to today's episode. So there is a right way and a wrong way to reach out to PAs to shadow. What are some mistakes and tips you have for reaching out to PAs to obtain shadowing hours? Yeah, so from what I've learned is you definitely don't want to be very abrupt or short. Just say, hey, my name is, you know, Joe, and I want to, you got to be more elaborate. I consider like job interviews. I would write, you know, a short little paragraph about myself, who I am, where I'm coming from, attach my resume and letters of recommendation so they know I'm serious. You know, I'm not going to just, you know, waste their time. Accepting a free PA to shadow is definitely, you know, a great opportunity to learn as you're journeying along through PAs. Yeah, absolutely love that. The fact that you're explaining who you are and that the fact that you're really serious because as PAs, we do get a lot of people who reach out to us for multiple reasons. Some because they need hours for school, others because you know they want to interview someone, et cetera. So I love the fact that you are serious enough that you attach a resume, you give references, because I do think that that would catch our eyes for sure. And again, we can only have some people shadow us and there are a lot of people wanting shadowing. So I really do think that that really helps. So any listeners out there, please, please, please listen. John has this down to an art <laughs> and even is able to get some in-person shadowing hours in this really, really hard time. Because as the admissions committee, a lot of committees are accepting virtual hours because we know it has been hard but still in person are going to look stronger. So you're going to have a stronger application if you have at least some hours in person. And again, with different PAs and different experiences and different specialties, that's going to look great. So follow this advice that John has given us if you are having trouble with shadowing hours. Where can our listeners find you online or social media if they're interested in to know more about you and your journey? Yeah, so you can have an Instagram. It's John John underscore prepa. I have posts. I have guides. I have done Instagram lives for practicing PAs from PAs first year, second year throughout the country. So I always like to get involved with you know my fellow followers just to know what schools they like. You know what questions to ask to first year, second year students and practicing PAs. Because I want to get PA opportunity to like get the PA field known because not a lot of patients and peers are not familiar with that field. So my time when I first get involved with the PA field, there was no you know manual or book that tell you the step by step. I literally had to go searching from the internet and going to hospital, hospital, knocking on doors, emailing. So definitely took time, dedication, but at the end of the day, I'm going to give back to community and make it like a one-stop shop. So, John, you've had such amazing information and tips and advice, and thank you so much. We have one final question. So, John, who are you when your future white coat comes off? I am a DJ for the past 10 years that I always love to do. I love going to the gym, playing piano, playing with my dogs, uh, spending time with my niece and nephew, who are twins, turning six months next week. I'm a 
I'm full of surprises, love to do fun activities and, you know, music and DJing is my, my hobby too. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. And please, if you remember, reach out to us and let us know how your interviews go and what your cycle is going to end with this year. We hope you, you get accepted. Thank you so much. Appreciate your guys' time. Thank you so much for listening to Where the White Coats Come Off. We are so happy you are here and so excited for all that your future holds as a PA. Before you leave, go to the show notes and download your free Map to PA School. There are so many hoops to jump through and things to accomplish to even be able to apply to PA School, and it can be so overwhelming and confusing. So we created a Map to PA School checklist that will tell you exactly what you need to do and when to do it, taking you from freshman year all the way to PA School. And don't worry if you are already a few years in, you can totally catch up. The link to get your free checklist is in the show notes, so jump on it and get started. The sooner you start, the sooner you begin your dream career. We'll catch you at the next episode.